Honey, all the wish. Yeah. Ain't no L's, I gotta get a no call to quit. Yeah. Gotta keep on moving no matter how hard it gets. Yeah. Better move out the way, cause I'm coming with harder hits. My head is as hard as a brick, but I'm harder than all it is. You better move, you might get knocked out. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to your favorite show, The Designated Spitters. Derek, how's it going, man? I'm I'm good, man. I'm excited. Starting to see uh, you know, guys trickling into camp. Yeah. Pretty soon we're gonna have photo day. That's a fun, fun day. You get to see who's chose to smile and who's going with a serious look. All right, so off the cuff, whose picture do you want to see the most? I want to see John Carlo because sometimes he's just okay. like he just he looks like a mugshot, and sometimes mm-hmm. he's like I, like I want to see which John Carlo shows up that day. The smiley one, or like the I'm just gonna just sit here and look at you. Right, that one. I I'll like the mean what. John Carlo. I like the I, I like scary John Carlo myself. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely the guy that you want on your side, no doubt about it. I tell you who I can't wait. I need to see that Rodon mustache a little closer. <laughs> I need to see that Super Mario mustache a little closer. You know why yeah. they do you know why they do picture day is because back in the day, teams used to put like the worst possible photo that they could find of the guy. Like if they mm-hmm. looked a little drunk or if they look you know looked a little fat, yes, they would put it up on yes. the scoreboard yes. so that like you would kind of throw them off their game a little bit. So they started going to like uniform pictures. Do you remember when Garrett Cole had to redo his because he looked a little chunky? Yeah. <laughs> he he showed up uh, you know, uh, that the year after he got that three sixty or three thirty, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, he, he spent on some pretty good meals, you could say. Yeah, I was laughing at that because I was like, the pitcher was. Look, I'm always the type. I'm always like, look, if a pitcher gains weight, it really doesn't bother me because I'm like, pitchers usually do do well when they have a little more weight on them for whatever yes. reason it is. So it never bothers me when it's a pitcher. I'm like, all right, you know what it is, what it is. But I would tell you what, that Cole one was pretty funny. Yeah, because he had like the little double chin action going yeah. on. And it just it looked like a complete difference from the, the prior year. So it was pretty it was pretty funny to see. Yeah, usually the heavier you are, you pick up a little bit more velo, like CC. Remember, he threw harder yes. when he was a little yeah. bit bigger. Yep. And I think it's got something to do with physics. Like I'm not a physicist, but force equals mass times acceleration. Mm-hmm. So the more mass you have, if you're accelerating at the same speed, you should yeah. theoretically create more velocity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because CC, when he lost weight during that little time, that period he was trying to find himself again, he wasn't as good. Right. And then he gained weight again towards the end, and he was pretty good again. Have you seen so, him lately? He's just ripped. He's so Dude, he's animal. jacked. He's on like the he's juice. Like he's going to fight UFC? You know he's on the juice. Oh, God. <laughs> Gotta be juicing. CeCe's I don't want. I don't want to lie to him, but uh, he, he's yeah, definitely in very good shape. Yeah, I don't want to fight CC. CC, I really right. don't want to fight you. I'm just saying. I, you're, you're in, all right, I'll do with Derek that he's all right. See, Derek could bring me down a lot. I like this. This is good. <laughs> Because I might have went on the whole run like this and got myself in trouble. All right, cool. We got a super chat from DJ Steele. says, Derek, I need you to say Zucala Mink to L.I. No, we don't need to do no Zucala Mink, okay? <laughs> Zucala Mink is Italian for, you know, suck my, you know. Oh, uh, okay. Wait, leave L.I. alone, DJ Steele. Come on, we'll get the Zucala Mink shirts out someday. And we'll go from there. All but right. No, like you said, like you said before, Derek, I'm right there with you, man. Um, as content creators, of course, we were just talking about this. Um. The offseason is kind of a, a reset time, you know, a little bit of a, a relaxation time to a degree, even though we all still put content out. But we're excited. I know I am. That, like you said, spring training is back. 
I'm telling you, man, I was doing All Rise the other day, and just hearing the crack of a bat off of Judge, I was like, oh, <laughs> man, this is it. This is bad. Like, we're really back. Yeah. Um, it, It's a fun time for Major League Baseball, and the Yankees do got a little bit of stories, you know, heading into spring training, and, and we're, we've, we've, we've had some predictions of what could happen, but there's some open spots right now. Um, I know one of the predictions that I've made, and I think I made it on NYYPD, on Derek's channel, of course. That's with me and Frankie and Derek. Uh, Fridays, but one of the predictions I made was about IKF, and I said, I believe IKF is going to be traded. Aaron Boone has kind of left it wide open, saying, hey, every shortstop is going to play a different position also. We're really going to have somewhat of an open competition here. Do you think that is the prime competition of spring training for the Yankees? Well, I mean, I think it has to be. Uh, starting shortstop is such an important position. I mean, left field, yeah, sure, it's it's fun. Corner outfielder provides a little pop or whatever. But shortstop's such a key piece of your team. Right. Look, I got, I, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't watching it very closely. But I also, a part of me just feels like I kind of wish it was settled already. Like, I, I don't right, really right. like this idea of guys playing musical chairs. And I don't mm -hmm. want guys playing every different position. Alex Bregman doesn't show up and play second base one day, third base another day, shortstop another day. He goes in there and he gets his work done at third base, and when the season begins, he's ready to fucking go. I want that. I want a team that's that's ready. I want them to not wait until the last week of spring mm -hmm. training to settle this shortstop, third base, second base thing. I want them in about 10 days to be like, all right, you know, Glaber, if he's not traded, is going to be the second baseman. Peraza is going to be our shortstop. Mm -hmm. Third base, we're going to go with DJ and Donaldson or whoever, you know, if Donaldson's still there. And then we're going to move somebody over, you know, move Volpe over to third or move over to second. This is what we're this is going to how, how we're going to line it up. And then just work on it. Develop a plan and work the plan. I feel like the Yankees try and overthink the room way too much. Oh, way too. I'm so happy you brought that up because that's something that I know for a while, even last year, I'm talking about this all year long, with the, the Yankees just have like a problem with consistency. They're just like, we don't we don't really care about being consistent. We don't care about giving guys, you know, a, an actual spot. I'm right there with you. I'm 100% there with you. Look, I'm okay with you saying things are a competition to a degree. We want these guys to, to kind of... But I don't want this thing to go down to the last day and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Peraza didn't play well, so I cast the guy again. Right. I'm like, that's going to ruin it all for us. Let, let's be real. I mean, look... I, I think it's it's the Yankees' fault more than IKF with the way the fans kind of reacted to him and how we all kind of said, "Hey, this guy's really not the shortstop we were all promised that he that he that he would be. He's a good ball player. Yankees probably put him in a, in a really tough spot and it didn't work out well. But I'm right there with you. It's the same thing with things like with guys like Clark Schmidt, isn't it? Is he a starter or what? Like, what are we doing with this guy? We're we gonna leave him in the pen. Is he gonna be the fifth starter? Now right. he's developed a cutter, so everybody's like, "Oh, put him." Let him be the fifth starter. And I said it today. I'm like, you know what? If he's going to be the fifth starter, can we just make him the fifth starter and leave him there? Let right. him get in the role where he was drafted to be. The Yankees chose him knowing he had to get surgery, but they felt he would fly through the system. And to his credit, he kind of has. Yeah. But they haven't allowed him to say, let's see you as a starter. That's true. So I, I got to say this. Uh, when he is started, started, he seems to make it through the order about one time, about right. three innings, and then they kind of pick up on, I don't know if, if they kind of tell what's coming or if they just start seeing him better. So it makes sense that he's pitched better out of the bullpen, but if you want to be a starter, you got to get it done. At some point, you got to take the training wheels off and it's sink or swim. 
exactly. think pers- personally that Domingo Herman has done more than enough to show that he can be the fifth star. His yeah. ERA last year was about what? 3.6, 3.5, mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. That's fine for a number five starter, especially since in, in April, you're probably not going to need a fifth starter all that much. Cause you got a couple of off days. Just my thought. Yeah. No, you're right about Domingo Herman. I got him pulled up on the screen uh, right here. 361 ERA last year. He started 14 games for the Yankees. So half of a season, basically, um, to, to, to kind of sum that up. But yeah, he's been good. I mean, 72 winnings last year for the Yankees, 58 strikeouts. Doesn't really walk anybody. So, I mean, here's a guy who, like you said, he's done a good job whenever the Yankees have allowed him to start. But I, I almost feel like, again, it's the same conversation that we're having, though, is that the Yankees don't really make their mind up. You know, yeah, my- make your minds up with these guys. My problem with Clark Schmidt is that you can like the curveball is the the number one pitch, but it's not one of those curveballs where he can drop it for a strike. It's a swing and miss curveball that he throws yeah. on the outer part of the plate or he yeah. buries in the dirt. Yeah. And as a starter, you've got to be able to throw that breaking ball for a strike to get like a first pitch strike to get the guy off balance. Then you come back in with a fastball, maybe a two seamer inside, mm-hmm. get him to foul one off or get him looking inside. And then you go away with the hook off the plate. But you've got to be able to start the count with a breaking ball. Otherwise, guys start sitting fastball. And if you start with a changeup, I mean, look, he's got a decent changeup. And, you know, every year somebody's got a new pitch. Maybe he's got a cutter. Maybe he doesn't. I heard a lot of people say they have a new pitch, and then they don't throw it all year. But you've got to be able to start with something other than a fastball, and you've got to be able to give hitters different looks. And to me, I just don't see it. I just don't see it from Clark Schmidt. Definitely. No, I, I'm I'm there with you. Um, I just want either one of those guys. If you like, you said before, sink or swim, right? Look, if you're a starter, you're a starter. We're gonna give you that chance. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I think if you really kind of toss them up together, Domingo Herman has more evidence behind him to say, "Hey, I can do this through an order multiple times." Like I think Frankie said in the chat, he's usually able to give you five innings. Yeah. And if you know your your fifth starter. Because let's put it this way, right? You're right what you said earlier. The the Probably the biggest competition we have is shortstop. Because the fifth starter is the fifth starter. I mean, I think if the Yankees went out there and just picked somebody up and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, he's been a decent starter for a couple of years, nobody would be mad about it. They'd be like, all right, cool. He could probably give us a few innings. So that's the main thing that you're looking at in that situation. But the Yankees got really a battle that we know of. Shortstop, that number five starter spot that you spoke about, and then likely also left field. And I don't even know if it's a battle because it just might be Hicks' spot. I, I think Cabrera is probably going to get a chance out there. But for some reason, I just really feel like if he's not moved magically, it's yeah. probably going to end up being Aaron Hicks' spot in left field. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. But the the one um, the one solace I take in that is it is a long season. And at some point, they can make a deal. Correct. And what are the odds he's going to stay healthy another full year? This is a guy who never stayed healthy yep. really until last year. Yeah. Uh, and I think he dialed it back a little bit in order to stay healthy, and that's what caused him to suck. So if he comes into camp, don't be surprised if he's red hot in camp, gets off to a good start, and then by May he's back on the IL. But one more one more thing on Domingo Herman, if I may. Yeah, please. You mentioned that he pitched about a half a season, right? He yeah. does – in the past, he has started off seasons really well. He always has about a really – you know, really good half a season. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to get tired a little bit. And I think that's maybe because he's a little bit on the skinny side. Like if he could put on some strength, maybe, maybe he could get you through a full season. But also the other thing is if he gets off to a decent start and you have that opportunity at the trade deadline, 
you can deal him if he's still in that number five spot and he's got some decent numbers. You can deal him as part of a deal to get a bat because you're not going to need a number five starter in the postseason. Correct. And one of the things I want to shout out, actually, two things that that you brought up. The first one is I got I got to shout you out for your Twitter post on Luis Severino looking (laughs) like prime Evander Holyfield. Severino looks stacked. Jacked, bro. Yeah, he does. Sevy looks like he's in absolutely phenomenal shape. He's he's uh he's pitching for a paycheck this this because he's a free agent after the year. Yeah, no. If he if if he goes out and throws you know say 185 innings, 200 strikeouts, 3.2 ERA, can I get 150 million dollars? Easy. A lot of money. And probably won't be from the Yankees. So this might be his last chance to get a, a ring in the Bronx. We'll see. Yeah, but I think he's on a mission this year, and I think you know his problem when he first came up was similar to what I see from uh, Herman. You know, he was really skinny and slight of frame when he first came up, and over the yep. years, he's increased his size, his strength, his body weight. <clears throat> but excuse me, one thing that can be difficult about that is it can alter your mechanics slightly because you're throwing a bigger mass around, right? Correct. And Correct. so that can cause little injuries. It can cause a Tommy John, which we saw him have. A lot of times when you see guys get stronger, their ligaments aren't prepared to take that extra strength. But that ligament's healthy now. If his shoulder stays healthy and it looks – his deltoids look ridiculous right now. Yeah, he's – If, if um, he's healthy, he's going to dominate. Yeah, and, and that's my thing with him. I, I see a lot of people and, – and I've been this person before because, you know, looking at Severi's year last year, as long as he's on the mound, <coughs> it's fantastic. I mean, Severino oh, yeah. was very good last year, no, no matter how you want to see it. And – you can make the argument that maybe the Yankees, the injury wasn't as bad, and maybe they tried to extend it long so he's ready for the postseason. You can make whatever argument you want, but I agree with you. I, I think Sevy's goal is to stay on the field this year, and he's going to cash out big time. He's going to make a, a shit ton of money as long as he's healthy through the whole year. What did he um, do in the postseason last year? So he uh, he pitched two times uh, in the postseason. He got beat up one game. I think, I think Houston, the only reason he got beat up against Houston, I think it was a three-run home run. Wasn't yeah, it, off, it was. Uh, yeah, it was Bregman. It was that one where he said uh, it was a low exit velocity, but it was yeah. twenty rough, twenty five rows right. deep. <laughs> yeah, I'm just that that day. That's one of the games that drove me nuts because that. Was I remember the, the Pete rant. The, you remember the rant from that <laughs> yeah, day? I remember the rant from yeah. that one. I had the a voice similar got rant. Squeaky. The voice I was got like, squeaky. I don't want to hear about the exit velocity on a ball that's twenty five rows deep. So he went uh, in the playoffs last year. He pitched against Cleveland. He went five and yeah. two thirds, three runs, six strikeouts. Mm-hmm. That's not, not a bad. bad. Not a and bad then, start, no. And then three-run homer to Houston. But otherwise, he was solid in that game. And he was strong in the in the uh, final game of the season where he uh, almost threw a no-hitter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, uh, as long as Seve's healthy, I think he's going to be dominating. And, you know, one of the things we don't talk about a lot is a, a lot of times, and, and rightfully so, Cole and Rodon are going to get the eyes on him. Oh, but yeah. that one, two, three punch, you could look at, I, I don't know, like this, I know I did a video on the one, two punches. Has there ever been a one, two, three punch that could all strike out 200 plus batters in a season? Has that uh, never happened? Not with the Yankees, I don't think, but I know the Orioles had 420 game winners in the uh, right. early 70s. Right. They had like Palmer and Seaver and uh, I can't think of the other two, but. Man, I'm trying That's to think. just I'm- interesting to think about because we never really, you know, we, we're always talking about the one, two punch. But if Sevy's healthy, my God, I mean, look out for uh, a little reference there to Singleton, but look out for yeah. really what uh, what they're going to do as an overall uh, overall in the season and, and what it means to that pitching staff, how dominating they, they have a chance to be. I miss uh, Ken Singleton. 
Yeah, I do too, man. I mean, you know, Maben didn't work out. Carlos Beltran didn't work out. We knew it was going to work God, out. He was my awful. God. Terrible. Got a super chat from my guy, Ra Thompson. Ra says, let me get it pulled back up here. I'm having a hard time believing that the Yankees are a $7 billion organization that runs this team so dysfunctionally. Lack for a better term. The Yankees are kind of weird, man. It's the way I'll say it. The Yankees are kind of weird. The Yankees, I feel like, are one of the only team that, and, and I think Derek summed it up, they really try very hard to be the smartest team in the room. And a lot right. of times, their smart moves they try to make just backfires. And it's like, this This obviously didn't work. And they're also very reluctant to, to cut the ties early. Yeah. And go, no, no, change it. It's not, it, guys, enough. It's not working. Like last year. And I, Derek, obviously, we all we do a lot of content, so we don't always see each other's content. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I was calling once Peraza got hot after like his second month of being hot, like hitting well over three hundred. Yeah, I was saying, what? Why is he in AAA? If you got a starting shortstop that should just be there, and the Yankees didn't call him up to what September? Yeah, I was saying that you know, right around August, I think when you know IKF was you know it was proven. At that point, he was not going to get better at shortstop. You know, he was he's a he's a third baseman. They shifted over, and we had some guys that were ready. And I was thinking, you know, if he's your stopgap, the got the gap has been stopped. They're ready. You know, the gap there has you been, go. You know, there they you call go. it breakfast, breaking your fast. Right? Yeah. Breakfast time yeah. comes, eat. You know, yep. let you know. I was ready for I was ready for uh, some fresh blood around August, and they could have used it, but I don't I don't know why they didn't pull the trigger. Um, until they did. Uh, and even in the postseason, the fact that IKF was starting games at shortstop was a travesty. The fact that 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 Peraza wasn't on the first-round roster, I, I thought that oh was a God. slam dunk. Oh, 100%. I, I was shocked. I remember when it yeah. came out, I went live for it because yeah. I was shocked when the roster came out. I said, what the hell is this? And, it's, and it sucks, too, because, well, Carlos Rodon kind of summed this up today. He was like, look, Yankee fans want to win. I expect it. I expect to be booed. I expect to be cheered. Yankee fans want to win. And we are a different organization. I don't know if it is because a lot of us came up during a dynasty and we were kind of spoiled. And I get that. And I understand it. But we do kind of have a different way of seeing the game. So, yeah, look, we're probably the only team or of a fan base that would complain knowing the team's in the postseason. But we yeah. just got something to complain about. We're like, whoa, how is this is a travesty? And it's like, but we're, we're in the postseason. Right. I get it, but it's like, even, but but then again, that goes back to what Raw was kind of talking about, right? The dysfunction of the Yankees is, even going into the postseason, they didn't know who the hell the shortstop was. Yeah. You went all year to figure this out. You don't know who your shortstop is? Right. That's that's why I, I get frustrated. Like, we were talking about going into spring training and hearing about all these experiments. You know, whatever yeah. happened to there being, a you know, a leader from the top down? And, and, and I'm just going to go off on a little mini rant here. Uh, Please. That's, that's the one thing I miss about George Steinbrenner is that there was an alpha in the organization that would put his foot down and make a decision. Yeah. Right now, I feel like everything is a committee meeting. Everything is a board meeting. Everything needs input Before. from 15 different people and the analysts and the old school people. George would come in and he'd say, look, here's what we're going to do. Peraz is a shortstop. Volpe, you're going to AAA to play third. You're going to be up in June. Get ready. Yep, that's right. And then, that's right. you know, and that's and that's how they would that's do right. it. You, you're going to yeah. be our answer to Bregman. You know, that type yeah. of thing. And and they would instill the confidence in these guys and, and have a plan and then work the plan. 
they're they're using spring training now to kind of see what works. And yeah. that's not what championship teams do. That is Damn not right. what championship teams do. Damn right. Damn right. No, I, I agree with you 150%. I couldn't say it better myself. You're right. And, you know, that that's one of the reasons why people bring that up a lot is, yeah, but if George, we don't want to sit here and look, look, George had his time. George did his thing. George got the Yankees of where they are today. Whether it's good, a lot of bad in there, a lot of great in there. We all understand the story. We get that. But you're, you're spot on. I would have no problem, zero problem, with the Yankees coming in on day one and saying, Peraza's the shortstop. Volpe, like you said. And again, it's not something you have to announce, but the organization should know. And it's obvious they don't. Right. It's as clear as day that they don't. They don't know what the next few months of the season is going to look like. They don't know if Glaber Torres is going to be around for a whole season. We don't know. I mean, there's even people that think that he might be traded in the spring. I mean, the, the Yankees, these are questions and, and things that should have been answered in the offseason. Yeah. So now you're just putting your team together and getting everybody to gel together for a full season of baseball. You, hear, a distraction. Gla you hear Glaber. It is. Look at Glaber coming out being like, I mean, I wish they looked to sign me, but I don't know. It's right. weird. It's kind of like, this. it's kind of, it really is. It's kind of strange. You know, it, when, a, when a guy doesn't, you know, he starts hearing rumors as soon as he gets to spring training, you know, he doesn't know he's going to make it to opening day before being traded. You got the World Baseball Classic going. You got all these things disrupting. That Like, I just feel like the Yankees aren't in a good place to begin, you know, to begin this quest for number 28. You know, I was hoping that when they came into camp, they would have things more structured, right? Yeah, and look, I'll, I'll just use an example from my own life. When I'm getting ready to do a podcast, right, mm -hmm. just a post-game show, mm -hmm. I have everything lined up. I know exactly, you know, what time I'm going to start my uh, my intro. I know exactly how long everything is. I, I know exactly when I'm going to pull up certain things on the script. Like, I have it all scripted out. I have it. And for a team that loves to script things out, they sure as hell haven't scripted out their roster, which is the most important thing. 100% right. 100% so, right. You know, it, it's it's something, Derek. I mean, I, I've brought this up many years. Aaron Boone on year one, I gave him the slide. I said, whatever happens, happens. Give him a year. He's a brand new manager. But then I had to start saying, all right, hold on a second. You know, we got to start talking up about some of this. And one of the things I always say, Derek, is why does the Yankees out to here never seem prepared? <laughs> they just never seem prepared. And I think a lot of it has to do with us here just having common sense. I think as a human, you're right. As a human, you're usually better prepared and ready to perform when you kind of have an idea of what are the next couple of minutes going to look? What is the next couple right. of hours going to What are the next couple of days and weeks going to look like? You're more prepared that way. Most of our lives are handled that way. We have a pretty good understanding of what the next couple of months could look like. Now, sometimes that changes and you adjust and, and go about it that way. But the Yankees seem to do an amazing job of really not preparing their players for what's to come. Yeah. Case in point, the postseason. The postseason, the biggest time of the year. Hey, um, Sevy, why don't you think Holmes was? I don't know. You should ask the manager. I have no idea. Exactly. Yes. Holmes that saying, "Hey, I was available." He said, "I was," but then he comes out. No, he wasn't available. What? What's going on here? Communication. Look, communication is the most important thing in pretty much any job, and that extends to athletics. Look, That's right. When, what happened about maybe two hours before we went live tonight? I sent you a message and I said, going forward for this podcast, I've got everything scheduled, blocked off on my schedule. Send me the link on Twitter. Yep. I'll log on five to seven minutes early every single night. Good to go. Yep. 
now we know that for the rest of the year, we don't have to worry about that, right? If something changes, I'll tell you. Yeah, but, of course. you know, the fact that you don't know if your closer is ready and your closer thinks he is ready, that's horseshit. That's bad management. It's, it's horrible. Horrible. I'll, another one. Another one. Think about this for a second. And I, 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 I remember when I went on a rant on this. I said, guys, just listen to me before you comment, please. Because trust me, everyone's going to agree. There's no one that could disagree with this. You're struggling in the postseason. Your offense is not doing well. You got a guy in Harrison Bader who is the only guy hot and performing well. You got the nerve as the manager to go, I don't know why he didn't know he was leading off. Everybody gets a batting card. You didn't feel the need to pull him in the office and go, hey, look, kid, you're playing great. We need you tomorrow to lead off and get this thing going. That right. never happened? Yeah. How about asking him first? Are you comfortable leading off? Have you ever let, let off before? I don't know. what's I, happening. I, you, you lead off a play, playoff game tomorrow. Be ready. Bro, it's the most basic stuff in the world that you would expect just happens without even asking. Conversations about it. It's strange. Let me give you one more. Uh, the J-Hap and Davey Garcia thing in the playoffs. Oh, Where my they God, tried yes. to overthink the room and they tried to go with the, the opener for one or two innings. I guarantee if if Davy Garcia was just allowed to pitch, he would have he would have done much better. The game would have gone completely differently. No question. Does he look no good? No question about it. Uh, look, I just feel like um, I feel like the Yankees are constantly trying to overthink the room. Right? They're trying to be the smartest team the bull in the room. Yeah. But look, you're already the richest team in That's the room. Right. Do that. Right. Let's do yeah. that. If yeah. I'm <laughs> Look, you know, if I'm the richest guy at the party, I don't need to have the most interesting conversation. Damn I can right. show up in the best car, right? Yep. I can yep. live with the prettiest girl. That's yep. that's who the Yankees are, and that's who they should be. Yep, that's right. And that's all we've really been asking for. Uh, we got a super chat from my man, Killer Joe. He says, Peraza, Volpe, Donaldson, IKF, DJ, even Oswaldo. Someone has to get moved in soon. I mean, it's a crowd of... And that's another thing, Derek. <laughs> You're, you're the GM of the Yankees. Why do you have constant log jams and guys blocking other guys that you're telling us are the future? The the move to bring in Donaldson, I get you wanted to improve defense, but that was just the dumbest move. After you got so many infielders, look, all these guys are shortstops. You, you got like three top prospects in your top 10 that are shortstops, and you just signed Roderick Arias, the top international prospect. How many shortstops do you need in the system? Move some of these guys over, right? Yep. Draft somebody as a shortstop, move them to third base, move them to second base. Have a diverse avail availability of, of prospects. Yeah, that way if somebody needs a, a third baseman, say, well, I don't have a third baseman. I got seven shortstops, though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Come on. Right. You allow it's, yourself to make deals. You allow yourself to line up for the future better. It's just bad roster construction. Very, very bad. And it's gone on for so long now that, you know, like somebody just said in the comment, you guys can have a conversation all day about blunders that the Yankees have made in just the last couple of seasons. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean it, it's really unbelievable. So before we move on to the next topic, I got to get a prediction out there. Who's, your le who's the left fielder you believe on opening day? Opening day? Well... If I were doing it, Oswaldo Cabrera. But okay, let's do I'm, it. I'm you not were the doing it and, and, and what you think reality would be. I think reality is going to be Aaron Hicks, just like you said. But if okay. I were doing it, I'd start with Oswaldo Cabrera. I like his energy. I like his arm. I, I like the the fact that he's a, a, an up-and-coming switch hitter that's getting better, not going, yeah. you know, circling the drain like Aaron Hicks. Yeah, yeah I, I, at this point right now, I had a roster looks. I probably agree with you on both of those. 
Um, I'm actually really interested to see what Ortega does for the mm. Yankees in spring training. I don't know if he really has a shot, but it'll be interesting just to see. Because, I mean, a lot of the scouting reports and stuff on this guy is that he's probably better than people think. Is he on the 40-man? I don't think he's, he's on, on the 40-man. He, no, he's not on the 40-man. I don't believe he's on the 40-man. So they'd have to move somebody. Which is they'd a, have to move somebody, which I let think they actually you a do question. with some guys. Let me ask you a question. Over, like, do, Just binary answer, yes or no. The Yankees make a trade before opening day. Yes. I think so too. Hundred percent. I think so. And I, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't. I guess we don't really want to get into detail on it, but yeah, I've already predicted. I think IKF has moved. And I'm standing by it. I really believe IKF is going to be moved. Yeah, I think I it's going to be IKF. Yeah. Well, here's here's my my here's what I think might happen. I think that you will see one of either IKF or Glaber Torres. Probably IKF moved, but yeah. they're going to try and package him with one of the bigger contracts and a decent prospect, right? Yeah. That way, you you give the team some incentive. Like if if you know IKF doesn't work out, at least you got a prospect or whatever. And yeah. I don't think Yankees going to get much in return. I think they're going to look for a couple of those bullpen type guys that you know have the the really good metrics, but maybe maybe not great stats that mm -hmm. they can you know pair up with Matt Blake and you know come June when they figured out their new pitch or whatever and their spin yeah. rate, then you you call them up when you need them in the bullpen and they end up being great. Yep, agree. Um. Couple of people in the comments are already saying they don't think the left field is actually on the roster currently. That's maybe maybe a case. We'll see. Possible. Pro far still out there. He Profar's is still out there. I like him. I really do. I like him. A is little Ke bit. Kepler um, still out there? Right? He's still. Uh, well, he's on he's the roster the there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, are there still talks that they might deal him, or are they pretty there much? Was apparently. I guess why everybody thought he was a hundred percent going to be moved is because the assumption was that Joey Gallo is going to play the outfield. Then they got these two young kids, yeah. Krillinoff, whatever his name is, was very good. And another young kid out there, but apparently Joey Gallo is going to play a lot of first base. Yeah, so it's going to leave the outfield spot open. They they may hold on to him. They still have Buxton too. They still have Buxton for yeah. for, so they, for they fifty or sixty games until he gets hurt. Hundred <laughs> percent guaranteed for a very very good forty or fifty, and that is it. Completely it. That's it. It's a wrap from there. Shortstop. Who's your guy? Who do you think is uh, going to be at opening day? Peraza is going to win the job. I think I, Peraza too. And I I honestly. Look, I, I I will I'll take my lumps. I know a lot of people disagree with me on this because he's the number one ranked shortstop prospect mm -hmm. in baseball. Mm -hmm. I think Volpe is a second baseman or a third baseman. I look at his body type. Yeah, I see Dustin Dustin Pedroia or but Pedroia or Alec Bregman. I see that mm -hmm. type of body type. Yeah. I don't see a shortstop. The shortstop. Yeah. Starting with Ripken has become more of a lanky, a lanky position because you need yep. the range. You need the and and look, he's got speed. He's got a quick release. Mm -hmm. He comes in and turns the double play very well. Yep. I want the guy who's got the leg, uh, what's the the stride length, to go mm -hmm. up the middle and to go to his right. Yeah. And to me, that's Peraza. That's not Volpe. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and again, it, it, I, I think sometimes people get so attached to some prospects, it's like you're saying something negative, but you're not. You're, no. you're simply just saying, hey, look, guys, Everybody around baseball will tell you Peraza is the better defensive shortstop. That's not a problem. The only reason why we're not sitting here saying that Volpe should be the shortstop is because Peraza's there. That's right. the only reason. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, I know Dane, who's our pros one of our prospect guys here, does a very, very good job of covering these guys and talking to a lot of people. And his original comp to Volpe was Bregman. He's like, look, Bregman yeah. came up as a shortstop. They got the same type of body. They're not big guys. They're smaller guys. And he could also move over to third or second base. So I, I do think eventually that is probably going to be the outcome for Volpe. So we'll see. And last one, uh, number five starter. Who do you got? Domingo Herman. You're going to go Herman. I'm going to go Clark Smith. I think okay. Smith's going to win it. I'm going to go All with right. Smith on that one.
All right. So the next topic of conversation, this is something that you brought up to me, and I want to yeah. hear what you got to say about it. <laughs> According to who was it again? The Athletic? Brendan Cootie. Uh, I'll just filibuster. I'll just yeah, filibuster here. So Brendan Cootie predicted in one of his like out there predictions that Aaron Judge would hit 70 home runs. And it was meant as kind of like a throwaway, bold prediction, you know, um, just something to, to put out there to get clicks or whatever. But it started gnawing on my mind. And I was sitting there chewing on it oh, for a no. few days. Here we, go. Here we go. And I started thinking, you know, Judge, he's 31 years old. He's still getting better. He was still getting better last year, his best year last year. Uh, growing up, one of his favorite players was Barry Bonds. And, you know, since Bonds hit 73, nobody's really had a chance to get close. Now, you have to think that psychologically, as an athlete, you just got paid. You don't have to worry about the contract. You know you're a New Yorker. You know you're a captain. All that stuff is out of the way. You got two things left, championships and climbing the home run ladder. Yep, right. true. Putting, putting together true. that Hall of Fame case. Now, you have to think that psychologically, he knows he's got the best chance that anybody has had at 70-plus in a long time. Easy. And definitely the, the, the best chance – non-steroids he's bigger than bonds ever was bonds was 6'2 he was listed at 185 he was 220 230 guaranteed yeah, easy but but you know bonds was 36 when he hit 73 home runs but if you factor in that the drugs and stuff probably helped his reaction time and stuff he was probably playing at the level of about a 31 32 year old which you can have that kind of prime the thing that made bonds that much better than everybody else was his supernatural judgment of the strike zone judge yeah, judge doesn't correct. have quite that he doesn't I don't think anybody like, had that better than Bonds. No, no. I mean, he, he's supernatural in that in that regard. Yeah, you know, he's not going to strike out as much as as Judge does. But Judge outweighs him by about sixty pounds of natural muscle. Judge has the Yankee Stadium right field porch advantage, where he can be late on a pitch, hit a routine pop up to right field, and it goes out of the ballpark. If he yep. can do that two extra times per month, I'm talking two lazy fly balls that go 318 feet down a right mm -hmm. field line, twice a month. Twice a month, that's 12 extra home runs. That, ladies and gentlemen, is 74 home runs. The one thing that Bonds had was the was the eye. Yeah. If Judge can just not swing at quite as many bad pitches, and if the umps get better at calling those pitches that are borderline at the knees, look, he he's got a real shot. I mean, I really think that over the next two years, before the you know the the body starts to wear down a little bit more, he's got a real shot, and he knows that. He absolutely knows that. Would not shock me if he if he makes a, a run at it. Well, Derek, there's actually a lot of numbers that actually back up, you know, even what you're saying, even though it's the last couple of years, but Aaron Judge's walk rate went up a ton. I mean, yeah. now now you can also just simply say, Well, who the hell else were teams pitching to? I mean, did you want to pitch the judge or pitch around judge? Yeah, that that is a part of it. But it was the same thing with Bonds, was it not? I mean, it was the same thing with Bonds. Guys didn't want to pitch to him. So that that fell into it. Also the K numbers continue to come down for Judge. Yeah. So the, he's, he's getting a better understanding of what his strike zone is. And, and you brought up another point, too. Who knows how that's going to change over the next couple of seasons? Yeah. You know, he hit with, 311. With all the strikes and all. And he hit 311, exactly. I mean, whoever, when Aaron Judge had 52 home runs, he had 284 that year. Nobody ever expected Judge could be a 300-plus hitter. No, I, I thought 284 was probably going to be his career high. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I thought he would never see that kind of pitching again. Uh, he was hitting 325 for about the first couple of months of the season because nobody could figure him out. Right. Uh, but then they started, you know, pitching him better after the break. Average came down. I said, all right, he's probably going to be a 260 hitter for the, you know, the duration of his career or whatever. But 
because he's so big and strong, you know, he could hit 50 home runs in any year. But now that he's become a legitimately great hitter, and oh, yeah. and look, there's comparisons of his swing next to Bond's swing. I wish I had mm-hmm. thought to put one together, but uh, people have made these comparisons where you turn Judge around like you mirror the, the video, and it looks like Bond's, right? And you put them right over each other. They're almost identical swings. Mm, that's interesting. So there's two things that I think are going to keep – actually, three. Three things that I think could keep Judge from getting to 74. One – uh, he doesn't have a lot of protection. You know, Jeff, somebody in the right. comments mentioned Jeff Kent. The Yankees don't have anybody that's that type of hitter. They got that's Rizzo's right. a pretty good hitter. John Carlos Stanton's pretty good, but he doesn't strike. He doesn't fear. You know, strike fear into you because you can strike yeah. him out. You can get him out. Let's. And, and here's the other thing too. Their Bonds and Kent should be Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. They're basically Hall of Famers. So the I Yankees agree. don't really have that right. right there. I mean, these guys were they were they were legitimately some of the best in the game at that time yeah. together. That's why I was hoping the Yankees would get Soto last year because if you pair awesome. Judge and Soto, either hit either hit Soto in front of Judge and let Soto hit 400. I got to ask you this. Would you have traded the Martian for him? I would 100% emptied the farm system. Wow. I, and that's big I, to hear you I say that. The, I, know you I, love, I know you love I would have traded the top five prospects for, 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 wow, for Soto. Wow, really? I would have emptied the farm Holy for Soto. Holy shit. That's big to hear. Yeah. I'm, surprised. I'm actually surprised, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm there's surprised. certain guys. There's there's one or two guys like that that you would do that for. You know, uh, I think Otani is probably a guy that I would I would probably deal the Martian and a couple one of the two of the other top five my, prospects. My understanding is they tried they tried very hard at the deadline. Yeah, uh, to get to get him. I think the Athletic also talked about that too. The Yankees pushed pretty hard to try to get Otani. Yeah, I think so. they they might have overkicked their coverage a little bit there. Yeah, they just didn't yeah. didn't quite have the stuff very to get him, but. But that's you know, interesting. that's interesting to hear you say that though about about so. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I agree. Yeah. I've always agreed with that. A, a guy at that level and that talent, mm-hmm. you need somebody with Judge because the one thing that we also got to remember too, and I always say this is every year Judge gets older. Every year Cole yeah. gets older. Every year from here, Rodon is gonna get older. You really need a gun for it, man. When you got something this close and this good, you really got to do everything you could to gun for that and, and hope that you you hit the right button. And it's not easy. We know that. But that you hit the right button in this team, and this team wins that World Series. You know, I thought last year after that hot start when they were what sixty and I don't mm-hmm. know, sixteen or whatever, some ridiculous number. I don't know, it wasn't that much. It was like thirty nine and sixteen or something like that. I was thinking this is the year they finally they finally put all the pieces together, but it just fell apart. And I, I just I I have a hard time believing they're going to get that hot again this year it's with everybody hard. a year older. And it's just going to be hard. Everything you know, fell into place last year. I know while First I was half. calling games, everybody was like, oh, Pete, come on. I said, guys, look, I'm just being honest. We haven't seen none of the red flags pop up. There'd been no, everything was going their way. I'm like, I'm not saying they didn't play good baseball. I'm not <laughs> taking nothing away from them. But it wouldn't shock me if the Yankees came a little down to earth. Yeah. And I mean, they, they got beat up with injuries and all. So it was a lot more than just saying we were playing too much over our head. It wasn't really that. A lot of things happened last year to get them to where they were. Yeah, I I still feel like they're a good team, but you had mentioned um you were kind of you were kind of what was the what was the the publication you read that predicted the Blue Jays were gonna beat the Yankees? Oh this year? yeah. Um, before I get to that, let me get into a super chat we got here. Opinions on Burns being upset with the Brewers, their potential deal. I will consider taking on part of Yelich's contract uh, to get Burns as a Yankee. I'll be honest with you. I don't expect that to happen or definitely not happen early in the year. I don't even think it'll happen anytime yeah. this year, to be honest. 
I like Yelich, but he's lost a lot defensively and offensively. He's kind of fallen back from where he was a couple of years ago. Uh, Burns, look, uh, I don't see any incentive for them to deal him. They're still a, a competitive team, right? Yeah, I mean, that seems that seems a World Series. I, I mean, I know people probably say, Pete, come on. But yeah. that pitching staff, I mean, you add a couple of decent hitters and things click. Yeah. They could be a they could be a threat in the National League, no doubt. Yeah, 100%. But going back to what you said, yes. Yeah, so this is from good old Baseball Digest, uh, which I am a proud subscriber of, okay? <laughs> I read, everybody. Believe it or not, I read, okay? I can read. They got the Blue Jays winning the division. And let me tell you something, I am not happy with Baseball Digest. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, the Blue Jays, let me just play devil's advocate for a second. The I'm Blue Jays do agree with you, but go ahead. They, they do scare me a little bit. I they, agree. Their best players are still very young. Vladdy's 24, Bichette's 25, Kirk is 24, Manoa's 25. They kind of remind me of that 95 Indians team that lost to the mm -hmm. Braves. You remember that team they had? Yes. Tome, yeah. Ramirez, Bayerga, Bell. Oh, that, yeah. That was, their, that was a really good team that was on the up and coming. Uh, and I think that the uh, you know the Jays are kind of in that mold. On the pitching side, Manoa can be as good as anybody if he doesn't eat himself into irrelevance. I mean, I've been watching. <laughs> look, it's dangerous when you give a young guy who's maybe a little bit overweight some real money because there's no stopping those 3 a.m. Uber Eats deliveries at that point. <laughs> Alejandro Kirk is another guy. He's listed at 5'8", 245 pounds. Good player, but how long you think those knees are going to hold up, buddy? Not too long. I, I don't think so. Uh, Unless he's Benji Molina, and the Molinas are just built different. So, no, I, right. don't, I don't think so. Kevin Gossman, though, he can be as dangerous as anybody on any Good. given days. He, he scares me in the playoffs if you got to mm -hmm. face him. I don't want any part of them in the wild card because that you run Gossman out there, he can beat you. Uh, you know, he's a uh, he's a split-finger guy, and a split-fingered fastball is considered one of the most effective pitches in Major League Baseball, and he's got Correct. one of the best – Splitties in baseball, and he throws it for both strikes, and he can give it like a little bit more of a forkball action where it's got a bigger break, and he can get the swing and miss on it. Yep. So they do scare me a little bit, but but the health, I'm not sure these guys being a little bit overweight can keep playing year after year on yeah. that those, that turf. I mean, they also added a five war, 26 year old Dalton Varsho. Oh, Varsho. <laughs> I mean. And a lot of people are kind of sleeping on Varsha. There's also a reason why the Yankees wanted the guy um, very yeah. much. Um, he's Varsha's a really the guy good I wanted. Player. Yeah, I like Varsha a lot. He's a really good ball player. 27 homers in Arizona. If he's staying healthy, probably 30-plus homers in, uh, in Toronto, I would assume. I mean, uh, no doubt about it. Um, a really good ball player. Could catch, could play the outfield. But um, they're definitely a team. And, you know, reading it, you know, my prediction this year compared to last year. Last year I had the Jays winning the division. I had the Yankees in second place. This year, I got the Yankees winning, and I got the Jays in second place. So hopefully, it's not a little flip flurs, uh, flip around, and it actually goes the other way this year. But I, I do think that a lot of Yankee fans who just simply saying, you know, it's our division, it's easy, it's easier than last year. I don't know about that. That that I'll say, I, I really don't know about that. I do think the Jays have a very stacked lineup. Then they got a good rotation. They got another thing too. Just like the Yankees, they got a lot of good young guys coming up, and some a lot of them are pitchers. Yeah, a lot of them are pitchers, and they're really, really they're they're up there. They're, they're guys that are that could be really devastating this year. So, it's going to be an interesting year, and just like this show, it's probably going to be a really good one. Yeah, this is a good. I mean, I have a blast doing this, man. Uh, I do too, man. This is only a fan too. I feel like we've been doing this forever, by the way. Oh man, uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great year. The one thing though about the about the Blue Jays and and their young pitchers. 
Young pitching is probably the most hit or miss, like in terms of prospects. You remember when yeah. the Yankees had Jabba, Phil Hughes, oh, and Ian yeah. Kennedy oh, yeah. in two thousand eight? They 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 two thousand eight they projected those guys to be the uh, the two, three, and four starters, or three, four, mm-hmm. and five, something like yep. that. Yeah, I think to, combined they were zero and eight. Yeah, they were that terrible. season. They, they were, were awful that year. You yep. you young pitching a lot of times. It takes like very few guys come up as pitchers and are successful from day one, right? There's a big learning curve dealing with major league hitters. You know, in the minor leagues, you can get by with just the fastball a lot of times. You know, you blow guys away or a fastball and one breaking pitch. You got to have three good pitches in the major leagues to survive as a starter. Would not shock me if a couple of those guys don't end up being as dominant uh, in the long run as, as, as the Blue Jays think. Also, injuries happen. You know, um, younger Mm -hmm. pitchers, especially, we talked about it before, you know, the stronger guys are these days, a lot more weightlifting, especially among pitchers, those ligaments go, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. and, and the odds that all of them are going to remain healthy is, is slim to none. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, that's just, just a little cold water on the Jays fans there. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I know we got a, we got a few Jays fans in here too, by the way, but we got one more super chat and then guys, we're going to get ready to wrap this episode up. It is from the great Rod Thompson. He goes, Pete, you make a great point. While the Yankees have made some moves, they have not went for it. I don't get the feeling that the Yankees are all in. That's my issue. Well, look, we could point to, you know, we've been given the Steinbrenner's health. I think Hal Steinbrenner deserves some credit this year. But, hey, one of the things that we can say about him is when the Yankees signed Carlos Rodon, he's quoted as saying, we're not done yet. And they were indeed done. Or (laughs) things didn't go the way they wanted. So if we want to be picky... And go, well, maybe here's the reason why you might feel that way, Rob, because we did expect something else after Carlos Rodon. And again, yeah. maybe it goes back to fancy and you guys are spoiled. All right, well, guess what? We're also just going off of the words that our management told us. Yeah. The fact that he said that they weren't done is not a good look if they don't make any more moves, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's something, and especially get off to it. You don't want to say that and then start off the season one and three or something like oh, that. Oh, my God, please. God, no. the papers will be all over. Uh, are you done you now, Hal? <laughs> but before before we before we get off here, I, I just got to ask you this question about Aaron Boone. I think you think Boone makes it through his whole contract, the new four years. Does he have a four year contract? I thought it was, I, I, is it I, four I, years? I know Cashman Cashman got four. Cashman got four, so he got. Did he get three? I, th- I, I think, think he got announced three. It. I, did they announce it? What's Boone's contract? I don't think they ever announced it. They don't want the fans to know. Maybe they did fire him. Maybe he just like showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so he signed a he new three-year deal through 2024 with a club ah, option for 2025. Okay. I think he'll make it through 2024. I think if the Yankees have um, two exits early in the playoffs the next two years, I don't think he'll be back for 25. Mm. Man, I hope it's not that long. <laughs> hope the Yankees win the World Series and they go around right. You know, it, it, stranger things have happened. Teams have replaced their manager, you know, after after winning. But if he wins a World Series, I think fans will become a little bit more accepting of him. I think we have a problem with his laid back style. It worked for yeah. Joe Torre because they won, right? Yeah. That yeah. you can have that laissez faire attitude when the team's yeah. playing well. When you don't know, you don't have communication with the the closer, and the center fielder doesn't know he's leading off. Then it just looks lazy. It's terrible. It looks so bad. So, well, we have a whole nother year ahead of us, guys. Baseball's back. By the time we do the show next week, I think there'll be spring training games already. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. So yeah, I think uh, by the 26th, 26th, 26, the right? sun, is... yeah, it's, that's the first spring training game. So I am doing a, I'll be doing a post game uh, recap probably around four o'clock next week. So whenever cool. the game's over. And yeah. yeah, guys, by the way, if that game is aired, I will be doing game season live for some spring training games, definitely covering the WBC. And then of course you guys know on the 30th where I will be. And then of course, April 1st will be at Yankee stadium. So awesome. Great show guys. You already know the dealio. We will never come whack on a designated spitters track. Got that from Mont Montel Jordan. Thank you, Montel <laughs> Jordan. Montel Jordan is probably out there watching. I wonder if he's a Yankee fan. Who knows? I love Montel Jordan. Who doesn't love Montel Jordan? So, guys, until next time, we're out. Talk to you later. Adios. Self-esteem damn patty, gotta keep on chugging Ran through everything in front of me, might smoke bed heavy Got a whole agenda, can't inspire to get ahead So bump that, it's no surrender Got a dollar fifth up, I'm trying to get an NFT To get them when they're here